Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 121. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biding, and I'm back. And he is back. Man, I missed you last week, my friend. Of course, special yeah, thanks. for two weeks. Two weeks? What's up Bro. with that, man? I don't know, man. <laughs> well, any of those rumors out there on the uh, GSPN rumor sites all over the world, uh, <laughs> no, Chris has not been kicked off of Help, I Got a Mac. I thought I was, though, after after last week, because I totally, completely forgot. I was heading to Nashville, and I thought I was going to be able to, like, you know, do the show real quick before we left, and I slept in a little bit, and all of a sudden, I realized, I saw your your message come across at 9 o'clock, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to be kicked out of the community. Kicked out of the community. No, not at all. It happens, There's too much good friend. Mac stuff coming now, man. Too, too much good Apple news. Well, I'll tell you what. The first thing on the agenda today, I'm sure, is to talk about what's coming up on Monday. Yes. So, what's coming up on Monday? <laughs> well, Monday's the, world, the kickoff of the Worldwide Developer Conference. Is and, this thing cool uh, for anything other than iPhone announcements? Not really. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's mainly a developer conference. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a place for people who make, you know, uh, applications for the Mac and iPhone and iPad and uh, iPod Touch and stuff <clears throat> to uh, to learn new things about like you know the new SDK and and tips and tricks and and this that and the other. So, but every year, Steve, well, since maybe about two thousand three or so, Steve has done the keynote, and this has kind of replaced the the big keynote that ha- used to happen every January at MacWorld because it's predictable. We know when it's coming, and for the past few years, uh, they've done iPhone. Uh, stuff they've showed they showed off the um, 3GS, and then two weeks later they <clears throat> they had it out you know to, for for purchase. Yeah, and uh, this year I'm fairly certain that we're going to see a new iPhone. Fairly certain. Fairly certain. I would almost say, a, almost a definitely. Yeah, I I would say I'm I'm yeah I would say I'm about 99.5 percent sure that we're going to see some new hardware announced next Monday. From what I've read. Yeah. on various sites on the interwebs. I and and a little bit of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's he's going to come out, you know, we're going to we're going to do all the announcements, he's going to show off the phone and all that stuff. But I think the shocker like the shocker last year was that the the iPhone 3G dropped to $99, right? That was the big boom, you know, that was right. the awesome. This year I think the big boom is going to be he's going to say it comes out Friday or it comes out like a week from Friday, you know, like within, within two weeks, I think this phone is going to be out. I, I think that's going to be the big boom. I think that'd be cool. Although the only thing that would be even cooler than that is the new phone is available today. <laughs> now, if that happens, I'm leaving work. I'm going to go get that phone <laughs> in, in white because the white, I don't know if you've seen screenshots of the white phone yet. I have. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It'll have. I like it because it's different. Not everybody's got the white phone. It'll have to grow on me. My wife's white phone grew on me, and uh, so I kind of like her phone now. But uh, at first, it was was like really white. Seriously, 
But anyway, I, no, I, I think it'll grow on me. I, here's why they're not going to say available today. It is because Apple loves the, the they, they love the lines at the store. I think it's a great, yeah, it's great publicity for them. You know, all the news stations get together and give Apple, you know, you know, five minutes of airtime on the local news. So they're they're not gonna release it that day. No, I could see them releasing it on Friday. Mm-hmm. I, I would. Uh, I'm gonna be in line at, on whatever day it comes out. I'm gonna be in line. So I've already, I've already told the guys I work with. I already told my wife. Be prepared. I'm gonna wait. And now I don't know if I'm gonna go the night before. I'm not that crazy, but I'll, I'll definitely be in line early, like you know, six o'clock in the morning or so. Right. So here's the other question I have for you. Um, is there anything else that you think they're going to announce? Are they going to announce this new possible Apple TV device? I don't think so. Have you heard about this, um, by the way? Yeah, I have. The $99 uh, basically screenless iPhone that that will stream media content, which sounds kind of cool. It sounds like a Roku box with a little bit more sauce on it. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure what I think about it yet. So, so for those that haven't heard about it, I, I mean, uh, Chris has just done a really good job of explaining what it is. It's, it's if you can imagine what the Apple TV is, and then take away the you know the big honking hard drive and allowing everything to just stream to you from iTunes servers instead of you know having it all downloaded. Which you know I, I guess some people like that, some people may not like that. Uh, but the idea of having a streaming service. The, the concern I have with all of these devices is, you know, I hate the idea of spending money on a device when I can't get all the content that I want. So I want to be able to get NBC, ABC, you know, Fox and, and USA and all these other stations that put out content. I want, to, I want a place where I can get it all or I want multiple places where I can get yeah. it all. Yeah, if it's if it is nothing more than delivery content for iTunes, then I'm not interested. Yeah, and I think that's what's happened to the Apple TV. Uh, a lot of people that I've you know that I've heard on po- other podcasts and read and stuff is a lot of them don't don't even have their Apple TVs hooked up anymore. No, you know they had to move them for a reason. They're like, nah, you know what? I'm not even really using it. So right uh, to me, Apple TV has been kind of a not a failure, but it definitely not as a success, as much of a success as they wanted it to be. And I'm hoping they don't repeat that if they do release this. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the thing is, though, with these devices, the hands are tied by the content creators. Mm-hmm. You know? These old dinosaurs that won't get out of the way. Yep, I, I think so. I, I, think the, I think the technology will have a very difficult time moving forward. I mean, it, you, well, you, and not to mention the fact that these, uh, you know, outside of ABC, which, of course, is owned, you know, Apple and Disney and, and everything like that with everything there. Uh, they've got relationships, but these other companies, they're not going to jump on board, you know, because they've already got a big, huge war out there. You know, um, Steve Jobs has already put his line in the sand when it comes to HTML5 versus Flash. And all these other big, huge networks are saying, listen, no, we, you know, Flash is more secure for us. It keeps us, you know, digital rights management and and all this other stuff. And advertising is easier to put in in this interstitially this way. We're not moving over to HTML5. You know, you can do what you want, but we're not going that way, right? So I, you know, obviously, I I think we've got we've got years to go before we see a device such as an Apple TV, whether it be 
you know, in a neat little $99 box or any other device, a Roku box, any, none of those things really interest me at all, you know, with the exception of, you know what, give me a $99 Mac mini that I can hook up and is a, you know, that functions as a Mac mini. And by golly, let me have a some kind of software that you can put over top of that that allows me to watch DivX movies and all the other things that are downloaded via BitTorrent that allows me to watch all of the stuff that is, uh, you know, available from the iTunes store that's available on. I want to be able to watch Hulu on it. I want to be able to watch everything. I want to I, I want a device that'll do that. And the Mac Mini, I, I still don't understand why people who want this kind of device, they don't just go get a Mac Mini and put something like a boxy or something on it. <clears throat> yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Yeah. I, I Even boxy, though, is like, you know, I don't use it as much as I thought I would. Well, there, <laughs> I you, say but, that, but, but I mean, well, you don't even need boxy. You just need the browser. You just need a keyboard and mouse and OS 10. By golly, and just browse. I mean, I do it all the time. We hook up my wife's uh, MacBook uh, to the to the big uh, forty. What do we have? A forty-eight two-inch or forty-seven-inch HD display, and we just pull the browser over to that screen and and watch stuff on Hulu all the time. Yeah, and and Doctor Who that we may or may not have found via various online torrents. I don't know, but <laughs> anyway. So now. Do you think they're going to release like the uh, the iTunes streaming thing? That you know, iTunes.com? I think this would be, I think Monday it would be the perfect time to announce the new streaming music option and a brand new application that is going to come with iPhone 4.0, which is the new streaming radio app or streaming app from, from Apple. Yeah, I... Here's what I hope happens. This is this would be so awesome. Download a new the new iTunes, right? Mm-hmm. It goes. Let's look at your music library, and then all of a sudden, you know, you don't have to upload the music to the service. If you have music in your library that they have, it'll just automatically populate that online service for you, right? And then I can take that with me anywhere. You know, if I wanted to stream it from a buddy, you know, to a buddy's computer. I can just go on iTunes.com or I can use my phone. I think this is going to be the the future. Uh, you know, I, I don't have to worry about my my music being destroyed when my hard drive dies. You know, it's all right there for me to access, you know, and I'm always connected to the web. What, so, yeah, I, I think it would be very, very cool. What about a stream? What about a subscription service? You know, 10, 15 bucks a month and you get unlimited <laughs> access to any songs out there. And uh, each month, you you know, kind of like the Zune, you you get to keep five or ten songs or something like that. Yeah, you know what? If it was like fifteen bucks a month, and I get to keep, you know, five, just like the the, the Zune pass, uh-huh. that's actually a pretty good, uh, pretty compelling thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I, I mean, I don't see having streaming for any other reason than a subscription service. Because I'll be honest with you, there there are times when I think about Pandora. And there are times when I think about getting a subscription to Slacker Radio. But you know what? The fact is, is it's still, I'm not sure about those services yet. iTunes is established. I know what they have a ton of music available. And it sure would be nice to build my own playlist of anything I want and, and just be able to stream it in good quality audio. So 
I think it would be compelling, and I think that that's something that could possibly be announced next week. I I, I have no inside information, but I would just like yeah that. the the other the other rumor we're hearing is um you know mobile me may go free or certain parts of it may go free that would be pretty, that'd be pretty cool too yeah that yeah. would be cool so, all right so, so so I guess we'll we'll find out um we'll find it out everything Monday now you know you, all this uh all this awesome um you know streaming stuff and everything uh may turn out to be not as cool based on the story that came down yesterday cliff and, and that story I'll let you take that all right. The story, of course, is the fact that iPad, or not the iPad, but AT&T has killed the iPad Unlimited plan. Out of, I mean, just within months of the release of the iPad, you've got all these people who have purchased the iPad, all these people who have put the iPad on their Christmas wish lists, and now out of the blue, AT&T announces, hey... Uh, effective, I don't know whatever date, I think it was like June 7th or something like that. Anybody who does not have the unlimited plan will no longer be able to get the unlimited plan for $29.99. Uh, now, the good news for those who already have it, you can keep it. Now, the thing is, though, is before the unlimited plan was something you could roll up to or roll down from anytime because there's no quote unquote contract. So I don't exactly. So I think that, you know, if you're on the unlimited plan and you roll back and you say, you know what, for the next couple of months, I'm probably not going to use this unlimited. I just want to either cancel that or whatever or roll down to the, you know, pay for the smaller plan for the month. Um, it, you know, it sounds to me like once you come off of that, you're you're off. That's exactly right. Once you once you stop uh, prepaying for this, uh, yeah, you're. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> bad things happen. You 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 lose it. All right. So here's the deal. So th- so they came up with that. And of course, you know they they did try to say you know if you stay on the plan, you're fine. Uh, now I hear that they're also talking about the fact that if you have an iPhone plan, uh, I guess are they saying our plan on the iPhone is the unlimited data plan? It is. Yeah. The one we pay now. If you pay thirty bucks a month for your iPhone uh, data, you have unlimited. Okay. And it's so, a soft five gig limit, but for all purposes, it's it's unlimited. Right. So here's the situation with that. If we actually upgrade to the new phone, we get to carry that on over is what I've heard. We do. Yes. All right. That was from AT&T. Um, now, the, I've also heard that tethering is coming. And there's some something about the fact that they're going to give tethering and it's $20 more per month. Is that right? It's twenty dollars more per month. Not only that, you have to upgrade to the new two gig plan, which is okay, so, uh, twenty five dollars a month. So if you so if you do the if you actually decide you want to tether, you have to get rid of your unlimited plan and go to this new uh, two gig data plan for twenty five dollars a month. Yes. All right. Unless you jailbreak your phone. Unless you jailbreak I mean, your phone. In theory. In theory, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna stick with my thirty thirty dollar plan for now. Yep. Uh, now I I've looked at and I I did I sent this tweet out last night. Um, I looked at my past six months of uh, data usage, 
And for December 09, I used 340 megs. For January, I used 212. For February, 308. For March, uh, 286. April, 598. And May, 488. So I've never even, uh, the past six months, I have not cracked a gig. And I stream, you know, Slacker radio and, and things like that all the time when I'm in the car. But when I'm at work, I'm on Wi-Fi. When I'm at home, I'm on Wi-Fi. And a lot of my friends' house all have Wi-Fi, and they've you know they've given me passwords and stuff to their to their um, wireless access points. And a lot of places that I visit, restaurants and and cafes and stuff like that, have Wi-Fi also. So honestly, for me, if I'm not tethering the the two gig uh, plan, isn't a big deal to be quite honest with you, Tim. You know, I think it is a big deal. Um, although here's the thing. Okay. Cause number one, it's, it's very possible that also on Monday, they're going to announce video conferencing. Anything dealing with video is going to get a little pricey. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Skype is actually going to probably eventually have some video stuff. I know Skype is going to allow you to start doing uh voice. Actually, Skype has already allowed you to start doing uh voice over IP over 3g now. So, well, I'll yeah, say that fr- five times real fast. <laughs> For free for now, they're going to start the, the they're coming out with a mobile plan. They're going to they're going to start charging people for right, which I'm sure it'll be affordable and a whole lot cheaper than using your uh, your stuff your your AT and T plan. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, you know, I, I think it is a I think it is a problem. I think it's not a problem today, but I think it's a problem moving forward as we start streaming HD content and stuff like this. You know, the question my you know is, are we really going to stream Netflix and and ABC player over 3G. And I can't see that right now, but I certainly see it within the next two to four years as, as they build things out and get faster technology. I mm-hmm. really see some see some of this stuff being costly. But then again, you have to ask yourself the question. It's like, well, if I, if I do get this and it's 25 bucks a month for two gigs, well, then maybe that helps regulate what I actually rely on 3G for. Yeah, so. I I just have never really been anywhere where I'm like I need to watch a movie, you know, on my phone, you know, where I wouldn't have Wi-Fi. I don't know, maybe I would. And to be quite honest, the 3G speed isn't isn't that great. To be honest with you, as far as streaming, it's not stuff. It's not. But I'm going to keep my unlimited for for now, um, and we'll see six months from now where I am, and you know, if I can jailbreak my phone because my plan was to jailbreak my new phone you know, when that's available and then use my Y to tether for my iPad. Yeah. And, you know, that would probably use up more data. Now, if I was on the iPad, uh-huh. 3G, I would be hot right now. I would be livid because I feel like it was a bait and switch. Yeah. Well, the, the, well, yes, it, it is. At the same time, those people who are making use of that unlimited plan can keep it. But yeah, they yeah. But the whole promise they, was they, is you turn it off for a month, turn it back on. You're good that to go. was you the promise. You're right. Absolutely. The the promise was is that you know what if you did, if you're not going to use it, that's fine. Just roll back to the cheaper plan. There's no contract required. Yeah, you're under the premise that I can go back to this unlimited plan if I want to. So I don't know, man. I think it's it's pretty pretty crappy and and people um you know how people have been emailing steve jobs and he responds because steve jobs is cool and all that kind of stuff right yep yeah someone responded uh to the ceo of uh of at&t yep and got a cease and desist letter from them saying 
don't email them anymore. Actually, he did not get a cease and desist. But what he did get was he actually got a he got a phone, a phone call. call. That's right. Yeah, he my says, bad. He basically had sent two emails to the CEO. One was about something else completely. And then one this, was about when when was tethering coming to the iPhone? Right. And then he sent another one about this. I mean, totally. I mean, if you think about this, I mean, these are totally legitimate emails. And it's not like he sent him 60. But then all of a sudden, after sending two emails, he gets a phone call and says that future emails would result in legal action uh, via a cease and desist order. Yeah, man. You know, I I have choice words for him, for, for that guy, you know, and I'm not going to say them on this podcast. Is that nuts <laughs> or what? Yeah. I, I, you know what? This, this, this action is going to call down the thunder of the interwebs because you know that he's, his inbox is just going to be flooded now. Yeah. His inbox is definitely going to be flooded. And you know what? There's no cease and desist, uh, message out there or order you can give and no legal action you can take about one individual uh sending one email to the ceo of a company uh that of a business which we actually you know have you know have we're customers it's a publicly traded company exactly if i buy one share of stock i'm part owner of the company no doubt and so so here's the thing you know everybody go and find the story out there look for uh at&t email issue uh, and 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 find the guy's email address, and let's all send him, you know, one email, just to say hi. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, th- I think that's kind of crazy. E- AT and T really sucks when it comes to this stuff, and you know, I I'm I'm wondering that. Of course, that's the other big huge rumor is whether or not are we going to see a Verizon iPhone. See, yeah, this could be. They could be doing this knowing that they're going to lose their exclusivity uh-huh. on it. But you know what? Um, I'm kind of torn. I, I I hate AT&T at the same time. Uh, but personally, they've never done anything to me. You know, I, I've had pretty well, you know, pretty good coverage. I've had a couple drop calls, but as of late, it's been great. And uh, frankly, if they do go to Verizon as well, that'll get people off the network and it'll kind of load balance it for me. So I, I'm kind of hoping it happens just so my service gets better. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a valid point. I'll tell that's you what, a way of turning lemons into lemonade, my friend. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what, here's some feedback from Jonathan who actually sent this in since we've been recording. So Jonathan, take it away. I'm Jonathan Nation, jonathannation.com, calling about AT&T's new data policy. Now, you may play this on Help I Got a Mac, and I'm not a Mac person, and I love my Android-based phones and support them and encourage people to make the switch. But there's one (laughs) interesting thing about the AT&T new data policy that I picked up on. We've never had fully unlimited, unless you're on Sprint, but you've never had fully unlimited data anyway them having a a lower price whatever but there's one small element to their new data policy that I find interesting and that's if I think I'm I, I want to make sure on this if you go over you're charged ten dollars for a gigabyte now you may be thinking, oh, $10, but that's a significant reduction 
in an overage cost, if that's how it works. And if it works where it's $10 per gigabyte, that's significantly greater than the old data roaming or the data overage charge that you'd be charged. And that, where everything else may be a step in the wrong direction, that one element could be a good thing. And I, I expect... But I really hope that that's the case where um, instead of being charged something like a dollar a megabyte or something like that, $10 a gigabyte is a much better deal on data. We can hope they move that direction on other things like text messaging and stuff like that where it's not a, a nickel or a quarter or whatever per text message. I mean... It's a huge number of text messages that equals one gigabyte, um, where, yeah. (laughs) Nice way to end the call there, Jonathan. (laughs) I love it. But no, he has a great point. Um, you know, here we are up in arms about, you know, $25 for two gigs and, uh, $10 for every gig after. And yeah, I think that part is actually nice. Yeah, but it, it still doesn't. It still doesn't go. It still doesn't ease the tension of people who bought this with the promise that they would have this unlimited plan for thirty bucks. Mm, yeah, I mean, I think as far as the iPad's concerned, the the plan that's active now should should have stayed that way. Yeah, um, I think this should only apply to phones. And you know what really rubs me the wrong way is that okay, let's say I get the new phone, I get the new plan, yada yada yada. And I want to get tethering, right? Yeah, I have to pay that extra $20 a month. What does that give me? Does that give me more bandwidth? No, it just gives me the ability to put that file on my computer or on my phone so I can just tether. That's it. You don't get any more than your two gigs. Right. So, you know, I really think AT&T should just come back and say, you know what? Tethering is free on the iPhone. Yep. It's That's fr- what Rogers up. It's funny that Rogers up in Canada does it. They give they your your bucket is six gigs, and you get free tethering. I'll tell you what um, I would pay thirty dollars a month if I can get my two gigs and free tethering. I, I do want to say, Jonathan, I think you're absolutely right when you compare this to the fact that we're paying. You know, imagine how many how much we're paying for unlimited text messaging, and then how many text messages you'd have to have to get up to the you know the amount of storage. But text messages text messaging has been a complete ripoff since the day they first started it uh yeah. so so there's no question and we've all had outrages about that but the fact that they're less evil about this doesn't doesn't take away the evilness of of the fact that you know there's been this promise now the question is whether or not at&t has promised this you know a- apple is the one who's made the promise uh i i would say there's potentially a class action lawsuit for people who purchased the iPad based upon the keynote that Steve Jobs gave. I don't know oh, necess- yeah. I don't know necessarily that AT&T has promised that this would be available that you can roll back and forth, roll back and forth. Uh and and but but Steve certainly did it, allude it to that. It sure seemed like that on the keynote. So, yeah, I I know a, a good friend of mine uh was going to get the um the iPad 3G. Like he's been waiting, you know, he waited for it, it came out. He's like, you know, thinking about getting it, you know, as soon as he gets some more money freed up. And uh, now in lieu of this, this change, he's, he's totally decided not to get one. And he emailed Steve and he said, you know what, I'm sorry, but you just lost 
you know, an iPad customer. Yeah. And I, you know, he's a, you know, he's a huge Apple guy. And, uh, yeah, he emailed Steve. I'm hoping he gets a response back. That'd be sweet. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are carpet bombing Steve's, uh, inbox right now over this. Yeah. I'm and sure it kind they of, are. it's kind of a bummer because it's right before it's like, you know, great timing AT&T right before the worldwide developer conference. Yeah. And <laughs> of course that again, if, if there's a, if there's a Verizon phone coming out on Monday or at least announcement of a Verizon phone coming out, I can certainly guarantee you there'll be some people switching. And of course, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, the one thing that leads even more credence to uh, and credibility to the the rumor of Verizon, didn't AT&T just recently like increase their early termination fee? Uh, yeah, they, they, they brought it. Uh, it's still cheaper than Verizon. And yeah, I mean, it could be that AT&T is just getting ready to, you know, the dig in the, in, in the, the sand here. But here's the thing, man. People are always like Verizon iPhone, Verizon iPhone, Verizon iPhone. You know what? Verizon's not the end all be all. They're not the best mobile company out there. I don't know why people are so uh, high on the hog when it comes to Verizon. Verizon has been known typically as the company that wants to put their logo all over the phones. You know, that's not going to stand for on the iPhone. They want to put their own software on it and lock these phones down as hard as they can. That's been the traditional sense of Verizon. Uh, they used to have, you know, when you would buy, let's say you would buy the uh, the Razor back in the day, right? The the Razor on Verizon. Yep. They would disable the Bluetooth. Yep. On the phone and make you pay an extra monthly fee to enable Bluetooth on your phone. That's the kind of stuff that Verizon's been known for. And I don't I don't see them as the white knight that's going to come in and make everything better. You know, there's going to be a a, a wake up call when this happens that. You know what? These guys are going to have the same kind of problems with data uh, as as Apple had, or as AT and T had. Uh, people are saying AT and T's data usage on iPhones are more than everybody else's data usage put together. So you know what? Verizon, get it. Good luck. Let's see how it works out for you. Yeah, here's the thing. You know, I I totally agree with 100% of what you said, but I do know why people would be excited to get a Verizon phone, and I for one would be one of those people that would be excited. Not necessarily because I'd switch from AT&T, but by golly, I need AT&T to have a little bit of flipping competition here. Yeah, and I, I want AT&T to have some breathing room. If, you know, if 15% of the people switch over, uh-huh. that's much more bandwidth for me. Exactly. So so there are a couple of reasons. So, yeah, I, but for me, I, I, I would love it because I, I would love to be able to say, you know what, um, my, my iPhone contract's getting ready to end. Uh, and you know, I'm getting ready to buy a new iPhone and wow, look at that free tethering and unlimited data plan for 20 bucks a month over there at Verizon. I'm on it, mm-hmm. you know? And of course, you know, I call up AT&T and say, Hey, you know what? I need to go ahead and let you know that I'm going to be switching, uh, my account over. I want to, uh, let you know that I'm ca- canceling in, in two weeks when the new iPhone comes out, I'm switching over to Verizon. And, you know, of course, they've got that department over there for cancellations that try to keep you as a client and say, listen, you know, there's this. Well, we do have this other plan we can offer you. Yeah. And that's another rumor, too, is that uh, there might be a a dramatic decrease in the voice part of the plans uh, for these iPhones. And and that's the thing. If, you know, if I get 700 minutes uh, shared, you know, for twenty dollars less per month on the voice, then, you know, I'm probably going to re up. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, there's plenty of things, you know, to consider. And, and of course, we're going to hear everybody's thoughts on this when when we uh, we hear what's announced next week. Anyway, mm-hmm. hey, before we go to the other audio feedback that we have, uh, Chris, I have a question for you. How are you doing on your goal of getting to the weight that you need to lose for your iPad? I'm happy to. I was down a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm up a pound today. Oh, I'm happy man. to. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to say that I'm five pounds away. Five pounds away, dude. That that you're still close. So, oh yeah, five five measly pounds away. So it could be that the day that you get your iPhone, you might also be in line at that same time to have your iPad. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, my wife said this is going to be an expensive month. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny, my friend. And she's right. It is going to be an expensive month. All righty. Um, so if you would have said June in the iPad. Uh, in the iPad um, pool, you would have probably been a winner. That is correct. That is correct. I, I still I still hold the, the fact that I said that you would definitely do it and you'll find a creative way to do it. <laughs> so I was at least right in that area. Yep. All right. So uh, we've got three pieces of audio feedback. Let's turn to John, whose wife lost her iPhone. Remember, isn't John the one who they they debated about which phone to go with, whether, whether it was the pre or the iPhone or whatever? And they finally both went and got their iPhones. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And well, here's an email or a voicemail about his wife who lost her phone. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Chris. This is John from Houston calling for the Help I Got a Mac podcast. Hey, guys, I want to know um, my wife recently lost her iPhone. We were able to um, log in under our account um, and she had linked her her cell phone or her iPhone, I should say, to her mobile me account. I was able to use the lost my iPhone um, thing. You know that that little that little widget or or whatever they have that's kind of that's tied to your mobile me. And we were able to find it. It was pretty interesting. She still had it on vibrate. Yet it sends a uh, you know a constant beep and you know and will send whatever message you want with it. So it's pretty interesting that it still worked. And they you know it sends a beep for two minutes. So it's just I mean anyway the thing's interesting. My question for you is. We both have a we have a mobile me account for our family um, that we've set up, but it's tied to her cell phone. Is there any workaround or any way that we can both have our um, our iPhones uh, set up to our our mobile me account we have, or it can only be to one iPhone? It'd be great if I ever lost my iPhone to be able to do what I did tonight for hers. Anyway, guys, just um, yeah, want to see what you think. All right, talk to you later. Bye. All right. Well, that's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. Uh, so <laughs> this is why they have uh, mobile me family accounts. So it it sounds to me like he has a family account is what it sounded like. But it's was originally registered under her account. So if but if you have a family account, I would imagine that they would have the ability to add a second phone, right? Yes, you can. I'm on, I'm on a family account with a buddy of mine, and uh, I have my phone tied to it. So nice. <laughs> He's your brother. Well, he gets it for free because he works at the Apple Store. Even be- <laughs> even better. How awesome! Yeah, is that? I mean, I only get five gigs on my iDisc, but which I never use. Hey, so. have you heard anything about the rumors re- where they might be changing some things with the uh, mobile me and making maybe some of that ver- functionality free? We just talked about it. When I, I mentioned it a little while ago for the WWDC stuff. Oh, I didn't hear you when you were talking about that. Seriously, oh, okay. you said that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving right along, uh, Chris, I value everything you say, I promise. 
<laughs> I'm such a horrible host. Ah, anyway, I'm always preparing for the next thing to say, and that's just my fault. I apologize. That's all right. All right. So I, I'll go back and I'll listen. <laughs> all right. So let's move on next to Murray uh, from New Jersey. Hi, this is Murray from New Jersey, and I have a question for the help. I've got a Mac podcast. The question is an iPhone slash iPad question, and uh, the question is basically, is there an easy way to toggle on and off the Bluetooth function? Because I don't like to keep the Bluetooth on all the time because it drains the battery, but it's kind of a pain, to me at least, to have to go through settings, the whole settings menu, just to find the Bluetooth and then turn it on and off. I wish there was like a one-button way of doing it, and I'd like to be able to do it without jailbreaking the uh, iPhone and I'm wondering if maybe the answer is just to wait until multitasking comes around because then maybe maybe you'll be able to put a button in the um, in the dock or somewhere to, to be able to do that but any thoughts on that would be appreciated thanks alrighty here you know that's one of those things that uh, let me actually stop that audio um, I would say that's probably one of those things that you would probably see in the event that it was a like a, a Windows device or a Palm device, I don't think you'll ever see that functionality on an iPhone. Yeah, the only way I know how to do it is is through jailbreaking. Is there do you know is there a jailbreak? Yeah, there's something called SB settings, and mm-hmm. all you do is I have it on my phone right now. And uh, when you go into the when you go into the phone here, man, my phone's been acting up lately. Uh, when you go into the phone, if you swipe across the top menu bar where like the AT&T logo is and stuff, yeah, a little drop down comes down and you can turn off and on 3G or Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. Uh, you can kill processes if there's something hanging on your phone or whatever. And uh, yeah, or you can just turn it off straight from here. Right. It's a neat, it's a neat little drop down tool, but it's only for jailbreaking broken phones. So there you go, my friend. So it is possible, Murray, to do it, but you have to jailbreak. And I would never expect to see anything like that from my Apple officially, unfortunately. All right. Yeah, we, no, we, have, times. we have one more call from our good friend, Wayne Henderson. Wayne, take it away. Hey, Cliff and Chris. This is Wayne Henderson from MediaVoiceOvers.com, Southern California. Hey, I wanted to call for help. I got a Mac. Now, I've got this old first-gen, uh, I don't even remember the gigs, it's whatever the biggest was at the time, first-gen iPhone, that nobody here in my family can even make use of. So I wanted to maybe sell it and see, you know, get whatever I can get. I guess 90 bucks is the going rate, maybe. It's in great shape, because uh, it's always had a case and protector on it. But my concern is for anything that might have old passwords still in it. Um, as well as maybe even a note that had a couple of passwords listed on it. Um, I've reformatted it through iTunes, but I'm still a little nervous that maybe some of the password information is still there where somebody could get to it. Um, let me know. Are my fears unfounded, or is there another way to go about really uh, wiping this old iPhone so I can sell it, get rid of it, get whatever cash I can towards my iPad, and kind of go from there? And Chris, I uh, see that you're very close to getting your iPad. Congratulations. <laughs> going to be awesome what have we heard well anyways i await your uh, response thanks for now back to help i got a mac all right wayne thank you so much for calling in my friend um you know i i've sold my original first gen iphone when i went out and got my 3g 
And I just went into the settings menu and then under mm-hmm. general. And then at the bottom, I clicked the little reset button. And that does like a, a full reformat of the drive on there, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't it? Yeah, and it takes a while too. So you want to keep your phone plugged in. Yeah, so but, I think if you do yeah, that, you're fine. I'd recommend that. Alrighty. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I think I think you're fine. And if I, if you did the whole, I, I don't know how you would do that via iTunes. How he would do a restore? I mean, he could do a restore, but I don't think a restore would do it. I think what you need to do is go into general, go into or go into settings, go to general, and then go down to reset. If you do that, Wayne, you're, I think you're good to go. I agree. And uh, you know what? I, I think that these uh, these things are pretty cool because, you know, I'm going to probably end up getting the next iPhone when it comes out. As soon as, you know, and, and I'm, well, I'll probably get it. And as soon as the jailbreak becomes available, I'll, I'll jailbreak it. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, uh, but you know what? The, uh, the old iPhones make great iPod touches. Yes, they do. Especially when you jailbreak them. Anyway, my friends, uh, thank you for listening and subscribing to the Help I Got a Mac podcast. Do us a favor. Tell somebody else today about Help I Got a Mac, and uh, hopefully they'll enjoy this content as well. Of course, we welcome you to give us a call, 859-795-4067, with your feedback. Uh, What do you think about AT&T? What do you think about the brand new iPhone that was just announced? Of course, after you hear about it on uh, on the keynote on Monday. Anything else you want to know about switching over to the Mac, we're here to help you with that as well. Give us a call, 859-795-4067. And we'll be back uh, next week, same day, same time. And until then, everybody, join the community.